podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the first annual Barstoolers end of season award show for this evening. I'm your host, Connell, and I'm joined with well, a full house this week. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Michael, James and Ronan uh, to discuss the entire season and hand out these accolades. It's going to be a special edition of the show. It's going to be entirely awards based a couple of weeks before the end of the season because We've uh, one or two things we want to do in the next couple of weeks. So it's a little bit early, but um, yeah, hopefully be some good listening. And uh, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to this episode, lads. Um, I don't think we're exaggerating when we're saying we're genuinely looking forward to this. Uh, only, if only the listeners could see our attire. We're dripped out in shirt and tie. Yeah, it's just, if when we improve the camera quality for next year, you'll see our, our suits. Yeah, hopefully um, you got caught out a little bit by the new intro song. We went for something more awards-based than the usual, um, was it AJ Tracy type beat I think I got from uh, YouTube somewhere. Yeah, so there's going to be some standard awards, you know, team the season, listeners team the season, player of the season, whatever. But we're going to throw in a couple of couple of funny ones, hopefully. So worst signing, worst player, worst team, all that sort of thing. And uh, of course, this awards night is presented to you by our fine sponsor, smoothmyballs.com. So if you go to smoothmyballs.com slash stoolers, that's S-T-O-O-L-E-R-S, or type in code stoolers at checkout, you'll get 15% off their amazing range of male uh, downstairs grooming products. So uh, head on over to smoothmyballs.com slash stoolers or enter code stoolers at checkout. Okay, right. So we'll start. We'll start, I think, with... Uh, the meat and potatoes, right? The team of the season. We're going to go through the listeners' team of the season first, and then uh, we can we can thrash out one or two areas of contention. So the goalkeeper that our listeners voted for, an absolutely brilliant response on all our polls on Instagram and Twitter, so thank you for that. Uh, Emiliano Martinez, he got 40 votes. He bet out Ederson, and he bet out Elan Melier. Uh, right back is Joao Cancelo. He got 60 votes, beating out Juan Basaka. Uh, and Vladimir Sufal. Ruben Diaz got a massive 91 votes. He got more votes than any other player. Uh, Wesley Fofana uh, got 43 votes, so it's Diaz and Fofana in defence. Luke Shaw, uh, clear winner at left-back with 70 votes. Mason Mount gets in with 46 votes. Ilkay Gundogan gets in with 54 votes. And this is where it gets interesting. Our poll on Twitter may or may not have been hijacked by Aston Villa supporters. So Jack Grealish was a landslide winner against <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne and Bruno Fernandes. Jack Grealish got 83 votes uh, on Twitter. So he's the second most voted for player in this team. Uh, so yeah, fair play to the Villa supporters, I suppose. And the front three is Mohamed Salah. He got 32 votes. Chung uh, Min Sung got 25 and Harry Kane finishes off the team with 30 votes as well. So listeners, team of the season is Martinez, Cancelo, Diaz, Fofana, Shaw, Mount, Grealish, Gundogan, Salah, Son, and Kane. Is there any areas content for you? We're going to decide our collective team of the season. 
Um, I'd have Martinez, uh, Cancelo, Diaz, Fofana, Shaw, exactly that defence. In midfield, I obviously, I wouldn't have Grealish. I would have Bruno Fernandes. And the front three, I can't, I can't disagree with Salah, Son and Kane, to be honest. So yeah, only one I disagree with. Um, I would disagree with right back. Um, I, I would go for Juan Bissaka. I think he'd be very good this season. Um, and then obviously, push, obviously, I would push Fernandez in ahead of Grealish, and I would actually put Sochek in ahead of Mason Mount in the midfield. I think he's been better this season. Uh, I think he deserves to be in that team. And then front three, I pretty much agree with. Yeah, uh, Wambasaka, I I can kind of see where you're coming from, really, because Cancelo has played a large part of the season at left-back. I kind of shoehorned him in at right-back because I think he has to be in it. He's been absolutely brilliant. Amazing and he's not, getting, he's not getting in at left-back ahead of Shaw. He's played enough at right-back to be considered a right-back in this team. But yeah, Wambasaka has been pretty good, to be fair to him. He's improving his game all the time. And obviously, yeah, Bruno Fernandes, that goes without saying. Uh, but Michael, any anywhere you disagree with? Uh, I think... A forward line set in stone I saw that Carragher had Phil Foden in ahead of Mo Salah and that is absolutely scandalous all these English pundits they have their tongue so far up his hole it's unbelievable it's like he's God's gift to earth yeah he's a great player but Mo Salah eats him for breakfast Mo Salah's a killer Phil Foden look you can't deny how good of a season he's had but I don't he's not played I wouldn't have said he's played a massive role in the Premier League. He's only started 15 games in the Premier League this yeah, season. I have him in like, I don't, like, the fancy draft and like he hardly And like in fairness, I think Wesley like, I think Wesley Fofana's only played 22, 23 games a season. But he started all those games and he came in as a what well, he was 19 when he came into that team first for Leicester. And he has been brilliant since, since he came in. So I'd go Stones over Fofana. Yes, yeah, Stones. I think, as well. I think I think Fafan is the story and he, he's nice to have, but I've seen him and the Leicester backline due to their inexperience make numerous errors that lead to goals, like especially recently, like Sasanku and stuff. It has cost them. So I know he will get better and he will be class, but just at the minute, I think for the season Stones has had, Stones takes that for me. I think, right, anyway. So yeah, Martinez, keeper, Cancelo, right back, Diaz, Stones, Luke Shaw, Midfield of Suchek, Gundogan, and Bruno, and then three boys up top, Son, Kane, Salah. It's my team. Yeah, just on your point there about Stones, I have to disagree. I think, yeah, I think Stones is a fine defender, and I think he probably always has been. I think he's A, benefiting from the fact that City have just generally been better this season. He has a lot of time the ball. He doesn't have much defending to do. And Ruben Diaz holds his hand in most games. So, yeah, it has to be Fofana for me or at a sheer consistency um, and his improvement in the second half of the season, uh, Harry Maguire, because he's played every single minute up until Sunday where he got injured in the 76th. Uh, every single minute since he came in. So over the last two seasons, he was a bit shaky in the first half of the season, but second half of the season, he, he's went, he's been back to his best. He's been absolutely brilliant. Uh, but yeah, just to be clear, I, Fofana does just get in. Uh, ahead of him for me and yeah do you all have Sochek in your team yeah I think he's he's been a baller he's class 
it's harsh on Mount because I replaced Mount with Socek, but like I wouldn't begrudge anyone for having Mount in that team over Socek. Yeah. It's just, it's just personally, I think has to be, yeah, yeah, and you have to acknowledge uh, somewhere in the team the season hammers have been having, and Socek's been the focal point in the big way. Like, well, obviously Lingard recently, but Socek baller. Yeah, like you could have Sufal in at right back, but I think, yeah, West Ham they've surpassed everyone's expectations, so you have to have one player. If you are to pick one, it would be Socek. And I saw another scandalous shout from the Sky lads. Like Car- it was either Carragher or Neville had Kante in their team. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, Sheer reputation. Yeah, yeah, like he's been good in the Champions League, but I, you have to take my start of the season. Chelsea were shit. Like so they see. weren't good, and he's only been good since Tuchel came in. Like yeah, yeah, and it's yeah definitely a reputation pick of. He is definitely a great player, but this season he's not been the player that he has been in the past. Absolutely. And I take your point about Socek having to be in because uh, West Ham need to have a player. I suppose that is fair enough. I just think Mason Mount has been honestly Yeah, I feel it was definitely yeah. a tough one. It took mm. a lot of time and consideration between the two. But Gundogan, he's just been deadly. Yeah, and yeah, no, he has so is Bruno. Yeah, Gundogan has been probably the surprise of the season. How yeah. good he was, he's been, but yeah, it's a contentious pick. It's definitely up for debate, but it's what we do. We debate these things. Okay, so just to recap it, so we all have Martinez, do we? We can agree with yes. that. Yeah. Cancelo, we can agree there. Diaz, we can agree on. Luke yeah. Shaw, we can agree on. Gundogan, yeah. we can agree on. Bruno, we can agree on. Kane Salasan. Yeah, agree on that. Indeed. So, so the only two bones contention are Fofana or Stones. I'm going to throw my uh, throw my shout out there. I think Fofana, Ronan, Fofana, mixer, John Stones. But I will say I have Fofana's team of the season card on FIFA, and he's a bruiser. James, right? I'll break the deadlock. I'll go Fofana because I do, I, I do love him. He's a great lad, and it'll be fantastic. Yeah, he's going to be a serious baller in the next few years. Okay, so we've got Fofana. I just want to say I hold the right to uh, decide any tiebreakers as host. Uh, And then Mount or Socek. Personally going to go with Mount, but I'd be fine with Socek. Ronan? Socek. Socek's bullet headers all day. Socek, all day, every day. Okay, right. I'm fine with that. So our team this season is Martinez, Cancelo, Diaz, Fofana, Shaw, Socek, Gundogan, Fernandez, Salah, Son, and Kane. Brilliant. Right. Player of the season. Our f- listeners' player of the season, getting 23 votes across uh, Instagram and Twitter, is Ruben Diaz. He beat out Bruno Fernandez, who got 19 votes, and Harry Kane, who got just six. So Ruben Diaz is our listeners' player of the season. Your thoughts on that, lads? Would you go with someone different? Um, I I gonna I'm probably gonna get a wee bit of shit for this, but I'm gonna say Harry oh. Kane because he's a top goal scorer and he's got the most assists in the league. Like I just think he's been brilliant. But like again, Fernandez and ah, actually, no, I'm having myself on there. But the fuck, it's Fernandez. <laughs> it's not Fernandez. He's not even the best uh, Portuguese player in the league. Ruben Diaz all the way. Uh, I just I, I just think Harry Kane's been unlucky just because like he is top goal scorer and most assists in the league this season. Like, I don't think people realise that he has actually just been brilliant. 
but yeah, it, it is Fernandez, I think. I think Diaz has been brilliant. Um be honest, I wouldn't be annoyed with any of those three getting player of the year. Uh, but you'd probably have to say Fernandez. I well, I would say Fernandez over Diaz. Bruno Fernandez is a Kermit the Frog wannabe. He all he does is score penalties. Suchek has more open play goals than him. The Premier League. So I don't think that's true. I think it's true, mate. Okay. Um James. Um well obviously Kelechi. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'd be inclined to I'd be inclined to go Kane because I think Kane has been a machine. Like all the seasons he's had on the like sidelines, he's been sideline with injury in various different times in other seasons. And I think he's done really well in that climate that Spurs are in right now. Yeah, he's done but, so well, mate. Where are Spurs in the Premier League? Well, the Mourinho era, mate, it's it's turmoil, mate. You're looking at people like Regulion Don, like they're the only ballers mate, much, that are coming. How much with how much more can you how can you blame Spurs' position on Kane? Yeah. Like, I know I've said like, score more than Don's been great as well, like. 21 goals and 13 assists in the league. What else is he supposed to do? Score 40 goals, mate. Yeah, it's just... Look, I think Harry Kane's very unlucky because I, it's pretty clear, I think, that he's not going to win player of the season. You know, Even our listeners, he got six. He was way behind the other two. And it's really unlucky, to be honest, because most goals in the league, most assists in the league, it, possibly the first time that's ever happened and the player hasn't gone on to win player of the season, but he almost say, certainly won't. It's the most goals as of recording. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's true, true, see? Um, but I think, I I don't think you can give a player of the season, but and it, it's not his fault, but what has it, what has it really achieved? Because Spurs are not going to get even top four. I, I remember it was Kobe Bryant was talking about a player. I can't remember who he was talking about. And it's like, you know, what's your thoughts on, on this fella? Could be anyone. And he was like, you know, I respect him. He's doing what he needs to do to keep his team's head above water. But what is it for? They're not they're not going to win and they're never going to win. And it's that's what I think of when I think of Harry Kane. I know it's incredibly harsh on him, but personally, I don't think you can you can give it to him because Spurs have been just awful all, all season. Yeah, traditionally, um, you do need to take your team somewhere and win something to get the player of the year award, to be fair. At least get top four. Yeah, you know, at least get top four. You know, Bruno Fernandez. What has it led to? You know, you aren't going to win the Premier League. We might go trophyless. We might even win the Europa League. But you know, have been pretty good all season. They're going to finish in a good position, comfortably second, hopefully. And uh, I've been playing. It's just been a, a, all round a good season. We didn't win the league, so it's not brilliant, but all around a good season. And Bruno Fernandez on the ball, off the ball, just around the club. I, he's just been incredible. So, personally, I think it's Bruno Fernandes. I'll accept Ruben Diaz, though. The listeners said Ruben Diaz. That's, it's fair enough, I think, but I would go for Bruno Fernandes. I know I'm biased. Yeah, so that's, that's two for Bruno Fernandes. So that's uh, a clear... Bruno in, yeah. Clear God, winner. I am not happy with this. Uh, he's the bookies' favourite as well. So, you know, we're, we're just going along with the bookies. They they know their stuff. Uh, take this vote to the arbitration for sport. I am disgusted. So the Barstoolers you, play you, the you season. You and City's fucking 30 lawyers. A <laughs> <laughs> Barstoolers player of the season is Bruno Fernandes. Okay, young player of the year. I think this is pretty, pretty clear cut. 
our listeners young player of the year we only put it up a couple hours ago we kind of forgot about it but our listeners player of the year is phil foden he got 10 votes on twitter pedro neto got five and wesley fofana got three uh any complaints lads i, I can't imagine you do uh yeah um, morgan gibbs weiss is the young player of the year for me <laughs> no yeah foden foden clear uh, he's only started, like, uh, yeah, I can't really complain about it, but he's also only started 15 games in the league. So, and Neto's only got, the, him and Neto have the same amount of goals and assists this season. So, uh, yeah. Although Neto's played, I think, 10 more games. So, yeah, Neto's in the poo team, though, you know, they're really struggling yeah. at the minute. Was God love yeah. like, they're, they're paying. I like Neto's good, but like, it is folding. I'm not going to pretend it's not. It's true. Yeah, like you Phil Foley didn't play a huge amount of minutes in the first half of the season, but uh, he's really improved and he's he's very, very good. You couldn't begrudge him this award. I mean, young player of the year, that could go to Bruno Fernandes in the PFA. He's 27. The age cutoff point is ridiculous. Is it 24? Diaz. Yeah, it's Diaz. Kelechi then. Team one up now is 24. That's ridiculous. I'll give it Kelechi. But we're going to do it properly. Uh, yeah, so both listeners and our young player of the season, it's Phil Foden. Not really much up for discussion there. Now, this is, should be an interesting one. Okay, we're going to go with now. We're going to go manager of the season. Uh, our listeners manager of the season. Again, we only put this up a couple hours ago, but our listeners manager of the season is David Moyes. He got 16 votes. Pep Guardiola got five. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, four. And Brendan Rogers three. So the listeners clearly think it's David Moyes. And I would absolutely agree. I think David Moyes has done an incredible job with a distinctly average team. And fair play to him. He's had like four failed stints at United, then Sociedad, then Sunderland, then West Ham the first time. And then they appointed him again. And everybody was wondering why. He was miserable. They had a bad team. It looks like they could be relegated or very close to it. And at this stage, at the time of recording, they can still get top four, which is absolutely amazing. So it's it's pretty easily David Moyes for me. Yeah, absolutely no complaints. Um, I think he recruited very well. Obviously, last year he brought in Solchek, but then he brought in Soufal this year. Again, nobody really heard of. Um, came from the same Slavia Prague team as Solchek. Uh, brought in Lingard, who's helped him a lot the second half of the season. And then just made the players that were there better as well. Like, Four Niles has been a lot better this season. Um, certainly, Antonio's had another decent season. You can't really say anyone else. I suppose you probably could say... I think we had Brendan Rodgers and Solskjaer there as well. Like they've both had good seasons, but they're clubs respectively. But it's it's like, how can you give it to? There is a case for Brendan, Brendan though. I think. Yeah, I just I just think like, nobody thought West Ham. Would, I I had West Ham as relegation candidates. Yeah, I would have put them down there anyways. If you were to set at the start of the season, come two three weeks before the season's ending, that West Ham are pushing Champions League football, you would have laughed. And everyone would laugh. It's they've definitely exceeded everyone's expectations this season. So I'd I'd be inclined to go for Moise as well. Yeah, so I think it's a pretty open and shut case there. Um yeah, so our listeners and the bar stoolers again were unanimous, just like on the young player of the year. So the Mike Bassett Award for manager of the season goes to David Moise. Okay, now this should be a very interesting one and hopefully, hopefully a funny one. We're going to go with the Ali Diet Award for the worst player of the season. This is the, the most miserable player throughout the season. Uh, we don't have a listener's one for this. 
we this is all ours after this point. The worst player of the season, in my opinion, is Ollie Burke. He is a terrible, terrible footballer. He starts pretty much every game for Sheffield United. He scored one goal, and obviously it was against United. Uh, it was he, he's just absolutely horrendous. He's 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 wide. I, I, he used to be quite quick. I think did he did he play for Bayern Munich? Is that who he went to? Oh, I don't know. And I think he used to be very quick, but then when he came back, he's chunky. He's slow. He's no good with the ball. He offers absolutely nothing. Um, so yeah, for me, worst player of the season, Sally Burke. Um, Do you say he I'm... played for Bayern Munich? Yeah, I think he went to Bayern Munich. Right, let's look up this. He went, he went to someone good. Right, I am on the Wikipedia now. He went to RB Leipzig. Was that what? Yeah, was the Leipzig. He played 25 games and scored one goal. Yeah, Sheffield, Sheffield have that great strike partnership of uh, Rangers man in what's the, uh, McBurney. McBurney. At, McBurney. Yeah. What a guy. And then and Bruce for getting played, the played for Celtic. I'm going to go for someone who is just the worst footballer on the pitch every time I watch him. Nelson Semedo. I cannot get over how bad this man is at football. Like every time I watch him, he doesn't do a single thing right. And nobody won out of that deal because he was signed because Matt Doherty went to Spurs. He's gone to Spurs and been shite. And then they've spent 30 million or something like that on Semedo. How did he ever get to Barcelona? It's- uh, he's just awful. I one of the worst fullbacks I've ever seen in the Premier League. Well, I'm gonna go Alex Tellez, absolute fraud baller. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, not really that bothered, but there seems to be a bit of problems at fullbacks like Doherty's Femedo coming in. I know it's implored, as we said, Luke Shaw to get better, but Tellez, what a fraud, mate. He's a Instagram completion merchant, that's all, that's all he's good for. Um, in fairness, he only costs like 12 million. True, but I'm, I'm clutching at straws. I mean, here. that's like the same as to Samarcus or something. I'm, like not, that. I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say Timo, obviously. You know, so <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a valid option. Um, you're looking around, yeah, you, there's a few out there, but um, it's the fraudulent fullbacks this season. I, I would have probably went someone like Samedo, but just for the difference, we're gonna say Tellez, you know. I was, I was half, I was stuck between two, I was stuck between Samedo and William, but I just. Samedo's just been noticeably bad every time I've watched him. Like he's annoyingly bad, and I don't even support Wolves, and I get pissed off watching him. Yeah, actually, no. It, yeah, sorry, it does actually have to be Willian. Like just because the contract is massive. To be fair, Willie. I know, I know it is a free, but like what two fifty k a week? That is a joke. Like so, no, has to be Willian. I'm gonna go with a slightly bold one and say Mupai. He's doo doo. I hope Brian get relegated even though they can't, but next season. Yeah, I think he is just a hopeless footballer. I picked him up at one stage in fantasy football thinking he was going to fire me to league glory, but weeks and weeks and weeks of two-point hauls, I've realised the man is not a good footballer. He scores the odd goal. He has more goals than the likes of McBurney. Or not McBurney, yeah, McBurney and your man Burke, but he's not very good. Yeah, so it's going to be... As well going to be quite difficult to get a consensus pick on one, but the collective group winner of uh, the worst player of the season goes to Ollie Burke, Nelson Semedo, Willian, and Neil Mopé. Okay, now a slightly slightly more serious one. We're going to go for the most improved player. Uh, there's a couple of shouts. I would say maybe 
Mason Mount. I thought he was a fraud and just a run-of-the-mill number 10 this season. He's proven me wrong. He's been unbelievable. And I thought maybe when Lampard went, Tuchel wouldn't like him. But Tuchel loves him as much as Frank Lampard did. And it's easy to see why he's been great. But I think the winner has to be Luke Shaw. I hated this man a few months ago. Now I love the man. When Telles came in, I thought, yes, we're actually going to get a fullback in who can go forward and cross a ball in. Not like Gemma Shaw or Lizzo Shaw. But now he's Luke Shaw. He is he's brilliant. I absolutely love him nowadays. Uh, yeah, fair play to him. He's played consistently and he's been absolutely incredible. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to disagree. I think there's a few players in there, like you said. You could say Lingard came in, but again, he only started playing really from January. Um, Craig Dawson's probably a shout. He came into West Ham, was very good when he came in. Uh, you could say someone like Nat Phillips, who's gone in and been quite good since going into Liverpool, but it's it's Luke Shaw. I don't think anyone's going to say otherwise, although looking at Mixer right now. Oh, no, I'm absolutely going to say otherwise. It's Mr. Kalechi. I'm going to go with James. He's awesome. What a guy. What a baller. Fuck Puke Shaw. He's a fat bastard. Kalechi's winning it all. This is the Sports Day Award you have or whatever. The award you have in every team. Most improved player. It's bullshit. And my man Kalechi has to get it because he's getting nothing else and he's going to come home with this award because he's banging goals. Yeah, like, you know what, Colin? You might say you're going to break the deadlock, but I'm picking this one. I've hosted enough episodes of this show to pick the deadlock winner. Kalechi's the winner. Yeah, Kalechi's the winner. Like He's crucial. Like Harvey Barnes out, Madison dead out, a house party getting Rona because he's useless. <laughs> mate, he should be on Love Island, mate. Like, he's a state right and Kelechi comes in he's got the power he's a lion and he's just yeah he's brilliant he's, brilliant. he's the saviour of football that's what Kelechi is he's the future you're saying, you're saying sports day James I, I got most improved player from my team when I was under 13s I know how it feels I know how it feels to get this award it, it means a lot so yeah. I understand why I understand the passion being shown by Mixer and James here. the level of disgust on Connell's face right now it's great and and you know what? The passion these lads have shown. There's not going to be a deadlock. I'm changing my answer to Kalechi. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Most improved player is uh, Luke Shaw. Best signing. Uh, okay. So best signing. Um, there's a couple of different shouts. One or two that could definitely get it. They're, you know, they're, they're up there for me is Vladimir Sufal. He only cost five million from Sabia Prague. And he's been absolutely brilliant. Uh, definitely a contender for team this season. Uh, after that is Ollie Watkins. He's been brilliant for Villa. He has it all. But I think that the winner has to be Wesley Fofana because he went on the radar a little bit, came in for, I think, 25, 30 million. Is probably going to get in the team this season. And he's only 20 years old. So he's only going to get better. Uh, so for me, Wesley Fofana. I'm going to say Ben Davies because uh, just being an absolutely brilliant sign, he's come in, he's he's shored up this Liverpool defence. Um did a really, really good cooking video there with Costas Semikas, which I thought was great, really showed his character. Uh, it was an absolute bargain, it was only 1.2 million, so you can't really complain. I am between two people, Diogo Jota and Ruben Diaz. I don't know how his name hasn't been mentioned yet. He's come in that city side, he's taken Laporte's spot, who at one stage is definitely the second best defender in the league behind Van Dyke. He's played him out of the squad. He's been a great acquisition to that city side. So I'm going to go with Ruben Diaz. Yeah, I'm in a similar vein to Michael there. You could you could say, again, Jota, like that is a good pick out because 
you give our season a bit of life, but at the end of the day, our season's probably not going to come to anything. Like Connell was saying earlier with Kane, it's kind of hard to give a, a personal accolade in the face of your team achieving nothing. So I'm going to go with Diaz, like league winner in his first season. Best Portuguese player in the league, am I right? And um, yeah, on the road again. Yeah, to be fair, Kenny just completely overlooked. Ruben Diaz could well get player of the season this first year. So yeah, Ruben Diaz is uh, the best sign of the season. Now, the next one should be interesting. The worst signing of the season. We've already discussed this man. For me, even though he was on a free transfer, it has to be Willian. 250 grand a week, and he couldn't kick snow off a rope. Like, unbelievable. Like, he's been so bad. He got his first goal for Arsenal there at the weekend. His first goal. The man played against Dundalk twice. Like, yeah, uh, Willian for me. But there's probably a couple of interesting shouts. So who do you think? Oh, Brewster. Um, I was going to say Ben Davies is an actual serious answer this time, but I'm going to say Brewster because they spent 25 million on him and like he's just done nothing. And like he, I know we've said it a few times in the podcast, like why, why did they sign him? Um, and why did he go to them? I don't know why he, ah, uh, yeah, just he's not played, he's not scored any goals, and he's got a shit fade. So definitely Brewster. I think there's there's a few that you could throw in for this. There's obviously Willian, there's Semedo, Oli Burke, Werner, Havertz, you know, but I... Well, Havertz was 90 million, actually. That's a shout. He's only, he's only 21, isn't he? So, like, he could yeah. get better. Yeah, like, he has gotten better the last few weeks, but season as a whole, he's been poor. So is Timo, but I would be going with Willian just because how hopeless... Arsenal are like he got those few assists on his Premier League debut and Arsenal fans are like it's Ronaldinho in disguise but no he's been trash but that's been the picture of Arsenal season really so yeah big Willian for me yeah surely after Pepe you see Willian coming in the door mate the man eats more chicken tenders than he does eating on a football pitch like you should have been ripping up the season ticket as soon as you see that like let, let alone a super league super this way you're bringing in Willian <laughs> It's, it's just the fact he's on 250 grand a week yeah that's so on, much money if he was on 50 you wouldn't really bat an eyelid but that's exa- yeah exactly yeah, you're, that's the statement that okay he's going to be a crucial player in our season which just shows their lack of ambition it's a disgrace yeah yeah so not much competition well there is a bit of competition but I think we're all in agreement that Willian is the worst sign of the season now the next award is the Chancellor Rapper Award for the biggest fall off by any one singular player and this has to be for me Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. He's very, very good over the last couple of seasons. Brilliant. And this season, I was actually surprised he does have double digits. I was convinced he had no more than seven in the season. He does actually have 11 goals. I'm not sure where they came from. Uh, maybe a couple that of pendings along the way. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, for me, Aubameyang, he's been absolutely dreadful compared to his last couple of very good seasons. I'm giving this to the club of Liverpool just because they've been shit this season. Um yeah, it's mm, Aubameyang. Like, he's not... I don't, he just he looks like Travis Scott now. And he's got malaria, but even though he's been poo-poo, Mane has been poo-pooer. So Sadio Mane is the drop-off. He's Oh, he's been so bad. There's a lot of Liverpool players that could be in contention for that war. Oh, but Mane has been... Like, watching Liverpool week in, week out... He's just been dreadful. He misses every chance he gets. I know he scored against Southampton, but 
he's been miserable like, compared to last season. Like he was unbelievable last season. Player of the year contention last season. Yeah. I I'm actually gonna change my answer to Matt Doherty because he has been just he's done nothing. Like he's been played out of the team by Serge Aurier, who is just again not a footballer. Yeah, I remember he got so, that chance to solidify his place in the side and he gets a red card like as soon as he's on or whatever. Disgrace. Yeah. yeah who's, who's your shout, James? Well, my shout is going to be Sadio Mane. Too. He's just, excuse me, he's just hateful watching him now these days. Like his hairline is non-existent. So he needs to come back next season with the most grotesque toupee or, or just shave his head. And that's that's going to decide where his career is going to go. Uh would you imagine how powerful a ball exactly he'd be so powerful there'd be no air resistance in his running he'd be so much faster or if he just like uh, permanent if he shaves his head ball and permanently has that like white or the the blonde strip in his hair because I'm convinced that makes him better Mm. yeah honestly or just an all blonde like wig like glued to his head or something like like a cabine yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) Frank Reynolds like you know and and you know what and you know what he could do it by using our sponsor's razor. Ah, smooth <laughs> my hairline. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna go Mane for the bands because oh, he's been fine. It probably is a bad man, but just Mane has been depressing to watch you know, for the full perspective. Yeah. So, Mick, so did you say you know your final answer was it? Oh, my or Mane? final answer was uh, Sadio Main. Okay, so in that case, the biggest fall off. Award the chance the rapper award goes to Sadio Mane. Now, the next award he once created his own award specifically for Scott McTominay to prove a point. And we've gone and made an award just for him, or so I think. Maybe you'll have a disagreement, but the terrorist yeah. of the season is Jose Mourinho. He the guts of a really good squad that started off brilliantly and then he just started calling everyone pricks and everyone's shit cunts. And uh, everyone started hating him, and everything went to shite. Uh, so, absolute football terrorist, Jose Mourinho. I don't know if you could have any other uh, shouts because it's it's an award specifically for him. The only good thing Mourinho did was yeah, and apart from that, he was pretty miserable. Obviously, if you're a regular listener to podcasts, you know we like to throw the term football terrorist around there. And uh, this award was supposed to be for you know whoever is the just the biggest menace to football in general. I suppose some people could throw around saying, you know, Henry or Cronky, but like it is, it is Mourinho. It's like, he just, oh, he screams terrorist. You just look at him, like he, he's definitely committed war crimes. And he has, he's, he's done multiple all, that, that time. Already that got a new job. Season. Scandalous. Yeah. If I was a Roma player, I would be leaving the second I hear that Mourinho comes out because you're not going to win anything. If they were a Roma player, they wouldn't be winning anything beforehand either. So they'd be grand. They're in the status quo. Mm. Um, I am going to say Klopp. And you know what? He's not as much of a terrorist as Mourinho. But uh, they both both of our seasons fell off at a similar time. We played each other in that head-to-head clash at Anfield. We got the three points. Oh, we were on the mark for the title. Um, no, we've absolutely fizzled out. And that's not enough to call him a terrorist, right? But uh, what seems you are calling him a terrorist. <laughs> yeah, what seems the deal for me though is when he defended the owners and just basically said fans don't have any right to protest and all. And he's just the most entitled uh, saying his interview is horrible. And do you know what I mean? I'm starting to you know sour at these Klopp interviews, especially this season. I thought he's real, real sour in his interviews, and it just 
pissed me off, to be quite honest with you. So I'm going to say Klopp is a terrorist uh, and justice for Mourinho. Okay, now we'll move on. This could be somewhat linked to maybe fall off or worst player of the season, but I think it's slightly different. It's fraud of the season. You know, you could say Aubameyang, but in my opinion, his fall off, as we said, he won that award. Oh, no, actually, man, man, they did. Uh, But his fall off has been well documented. A man who, in my opinion, his uh, fall off hasn't been as documented outside of Liverpool fans is Sadio Mane. So I think he's a contender for fraud of the season. But at the same time, I still think he's a brilliant player. And I think he'll come back next season and probably be very good. So a man who gets some... Get some hate from some quarters, but really strange support from other quarters. And as such, he's going to be my fraud of the season is David De Gea. Uh, he's been absolutely awful. He's been very bad for a couple of seasons. He seems to be displaced as number one keeper. But there's some sections of the United support who are still vehemently behind him and claim he's way better than Henderson, which simply isn't true. So fraud of the season, David De Gea. Um, I don't think this one is player specific like it can be a manager or anything as well so I'm going to go for those two I had in mind um, I was going to say Steve Bruce just because Newcastle been terrible because of him and like he's just awful but I am going to say Mikel Arteta because I don't think he gets anywhere near as much hate as he deserves for how bad Arsenal are now mind Arsenal have a really shit squad and I'm not pretending they don't but he's not a good manager he really isn't, and I don't. He don't think enough people realize that. Like, there's a lot of people. I don't think most people, Arsenal fans, think he should go, and nobody really talks about the fact that he's just he's not great, he, and he really isn't. Like, I don't know what side of play Arsenal play, and I don't know what tactics he uses, and he just, I just don't know. And then and I like that. He he brought in William. He brought in Party, and they've done nothing. I'm saying for the year because I think he's shit and hasn't gotten the hate he deserved for it. I'm going to go Tony Marshall. It's been fairly fraudulent this season, especially with all of United's attack and flair that they have with the likes of Bruno and Rashi just being hot on form for large parts of the season. You think with, with him in the squad, they'd be scoring five goals every game, but he has been bad. I think an honourable mention for this has been Timo Werner, but just because James is the low for him. And he's going to score the winner in the Champions League final. I'm going to go with Tony Marshall. Respect, brother. Respect. Um, This is sort of similar to the bit of a decline award, because I'm not going to give to someone like Kaiser or that, who just is generally a bit shit. It's someone who's probably fallen off as well. So in that respect, I'm going to give it to Anthony Marshall. The, The mere mention of Steve Bruce just, vexed me Ronan you know you gotta respect Brucey crime novelist uh, talented individual you know whatever um, kebab lover <laughs> kebab lover you know chippy master um, did you see House the Bacon <laughs> they were shagged with uh, injuries on Newcastle they were absolutely sure, yeah, yeah, true true and like what else they're gonna what else they gonna do really like once ASM's been back they've been been banging them again so yeah look i'm gonna say tony marshall as well i know he has got an injury which is unfortunate from but he's just randomly really shit for ages and really good at the same time like the back end of last season he was just 
bagging goals and there were sublime goals as well. Like, what happened to the man, Colin? Explain, explain. I need answers. I wish I could. Honestly, he, he's actually a contender for the biggest fall off, the Chance the Rapper Award. Yeah, yeah. I think Eber probably just pips him. But yeah, it's bizarre. Um, under Solskjaer, he showed a steady improvement last season. Top score, I think, 24 goals was brilliant. And then this season, just awful. Just absolutely awful. So yeah, I can't, I can't really disagree with that. Uh, so yeah, so the Hugh Wizzy Award for biggest fraud goes to Anthony Martial. Uh, so we're going to do, we were planning to do a worst 11, but simply put, that would just be West Brom and Sheffield United and then maybe a couple of funny shades. So we're just going to go sort of position by position. So goalkeeper, defender, midfielder and forward. So for me, the goalkeeper, it was between David Hay, but this man, this man does win it. Bernd Leno, he's been dreadful. He's a good shot stopper, but even that, at times this season has not been good. Uh, defender, I'm going to go with Eric Dyer. I think he's not a good defender at all. Decent hold of midfielder. You know, you'll get about, you'll stick his foot in, but as a defender, that's not good enough. Midfielder, another contender for biggest drop-off, actually, John Lundstrom. He's been terrible this season. He's been really, really bad. You know, FPL hero last season, this year, absolutely miserable. And then, uh, as I said, the worst player this season, Ollie Burke is the forward. I am going to... For the goalkeeper, I'm going to give it to a man who's gotten a lot of hate on this podcast, and deservedly so. Aaron fucking Papadom hands Ramsdale. He's just terrible. Um, defender, Samedo. I don't have to go into detail to get there again. For midfield, I'm going to go for Jeff Hendrick. Uh, start of the season, looking like he's got off to a good start for Newcastle. Um, anyone who's watched him play regularly for Ireland know he is a, knows he's a terrorist on the football pitch. Uh, and he got called off out for being uh, just a certified war criminal plenty of times this season. Uh, shit midfielder in a shit Newcastle squad. And then forward, I'm going to go for Timo Werner, um, who even though he's still gotten a few assists this season, and I think he's Chelsea's joint top goal scorer in the league this season with six goals, but just the sheer amount of setters he's missed this season. And like, Oli Burke and... Brewster probably had worse seasons, but I just think he's been noticeably bad and he's been the most noticeably bad player in the league, I think, this season. Obviously, that comes with the price tag, but I'm going to have to give it to him. I have a bold shout for the goalkeeper position. I'm between two, Aaron Ramsdale and Allison. I think Allison has been absolutely dirt. Like, no, like, oh, he's just going through a bad patch. He's been going through a bad patch for four months. You can't have a goalkeeper going on a bad patch for that long. So I'm going with Allison. There we go. He's locked in. Worst keeper, worst defender, Samedo. No arguments. The man was playing Champions League final a couple of years ago. Or not final, Champions League semi-final rather. He's just dirt. I think when he came into the league, people were blinded by the fact that he's a good ultimate team card. They were like, geez, this fellow is going to be some talent. But he was dirt. Uh, midfielder, Thomas Party. He's brought in. You think he's going to solidify the Arsenal midfield. But all he did was he got pushed back on the pitch by Arteta and Son broke in and scored the goal. And then the worst striker is Rian Brewster. If he went to Brighton, convinced Brighton would win the league, but he didn't because he's with a miserable team and he's had a miserable season. He somehow got acknowledged with, I know I keep bringing up ultimate team, but a future stars card after scoring a fantastic 
Zero goals all season, and he's your marquee striker. Catch a grip. We're just getting that future stars from Instagram posts. Like, that's all that has to be from. Uh, well, my top five, I'm going for um, Leno as a goalkeeper because even the last game there, like, he's, he has howlers recently. The confidence is an all time low as a keeper. He's looking around him. And the other way, keepers love to just blame the defense forever. And he's just like, fuck, I, I'm lost for words here, lads. You know, that is me. Um, for defender, I'm going to go for something different just to an eye roll. I'm going to go Thiago Silva with his stupid big lips. And he's getting turned around. <laughs> he's getting turned around <laughs> by West Brom, mate. That's a the, scandalous pick, mate. The Agenda wasn't even in, mate. And he was getting bagged by three by West Brom. He was getting turned on a sixpence, mate. Not even on a six. <laughs> he got sent off after 20 minutes against West Brom. What are you on, mate? He was getting turned. No, no. In, uh, in the Hawthorns, right? He, oh, he got yeah. absolutely destroyed, mate. Three nil down. He was getting yeah, he clapped. Generally, well, he's, yeah. he's got a three pace, mate. He's, he's, he's from the favelas. He's finished. Like This is this is part of a... Uh, listeners won't know, but this is part of... You just have weird agendas against certain central halves. And nationalities. When we say... When when we signed Matip, he said he would be shit because he can't jump because of ligament damage in his legs. Sergio <laughs> Ramos can't before, turn. Yeah, before the Champions League final in Kiev, he claimed that Sir, Mo Salah would take the piss out of Ramos because Ramos can't turn. All Ramos did was turn Salah inside out and rip his shoulder out of his socket. Right, Thiago, dead baller, he's finished. I'm, that's, <laughs> I'm saying it now. Uh, like, Thomas Pardy's coming from midfielder, mate. He he has the Timberlands on, and not only does he have the Timberlands on, they're three sizes too big for him. <laughs> <laughs> he was, they were bought with his confirmation money, and he still can't fit it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and your right, and forward award has to be Brewster. Like twenty five million, he was crucial to Sheffield having a chance of staying up this season, and he's just completely flopped on the big stage. Maybe he needed another loan spell, or whatever. Maybe he can come on, but at at the minute, yeah, he was just the worst bang for the buck uh, this season. So disaster. Yeah, so too many names to go through really to award winners. So that's but that's some of the sheds from, for some of the worst players in the Premier League season just gone. And that brings an end to our awards night. Uh, thanks very much for coming, etc. But now we're going to go into the predictions league. It's getting to the business end of the season. James is still on top. He's been out in front pretty much all season. Uh, we all got four points this week, except for Michael, who got five. Uh, so Ronan's on 76. He's gone, mate. Uh, Mix, are you on 83? I'm on 85. And James is on 88. And uh, there's only a couple of weeks of the podcast left. So we're getting very, very close to a winner. So at this stage, it would be pretty impressive if James uh, bottled it. But the games we're going to predict this week are, and actually I didn't mention in case you're a first time listening to the podcast, the Prediction League. Predict games every week, five games every weekend. And uh, the winner of the Prediction League will win a jersey, courtesy of the other three. So the first game, again, I've tried to go games to have some uh, something on the line. Uh, it's pretty much top four with all of them. So Brighton at home to West Ham. Uh, I think West Ham will be, um, they won't be in the best mood really after losing against Everton. Get a result there, get three points and they're in a great position to finish in the top four. But I think they'll be deflated after that. So uh, I'm going for a Brighton one, West Ham one. Uh, Brighton have nothing to play for anymore so it's going to be 3-0 Hammers um, I'm going to go for 2-0 West Ham here uh, Just, I think they'll, they'll lift themselves off the ground here and, and Moyes will get back in form 
this is where the hammers take them home. We're going to witness a Jaylings master class. He's going to take the Amers home as well. 3-1 to the Amers for the manager of the year. Amers win. Next game, Spurs outside chance of getting top four. They're playing Wolves. Wolves are miserable. Uh, Spurs look a little bit better under Roy Mason. Um, and yeah, this be too good for them uh, at home as well. So 2-0 Spurs. I'm going to say 1-0 Spurs. They were pretty miserable against Leeds last week. Um, but they kind of have to win this game. Like I said, they're playing a little bit better under Mason, but not really. Uh, I just feel it's going to be very, very Spursy 1-0. Wolves have been absolute terrorists to watch recently. Um, there's been little good about Wolves. I'm going to say 2-1 here, 2-1 Spurs. So, yeah, it's a narrow win. They'll just get the job done. Kane will be gunning for that player of the season, so he's going to be a man on the mission and he's going to put four past Wolves, be a 4-0 Spuds victory. It's a big one. Player right? season. Player season at this point has already been voted for, so it doesn't make much of a difference. Top goal scored then. Possibly, yeah. Uh, so next game is West Brom, who are obviously already relegated. I forgot to mention at the top of the show that City won the league, and that's how little... Uh, everybody cares. Uh, so relegated West Brom against Liverpool, who still very much have a chance of getting top four, especially if they can get a win uh, against United. But by the time this comes out, that will either be happening uh, at that moment or will have happened. Uh, but yeah, Liverpool, if they can get really any result at Old Trafford, uh, they'd be well set up for a top four finish and they'll find it tricky against West Brom, I think. But they will get a win, 2-1. I'm going to go for... I was going to go for a big win, but anytime we predict big wins for Liverpool on the podcast, they end up losing. So I'm going to go for a, a very mundane 2 0 win, something similar to Southampton, where I think we're going to dominate for large periods and then need a goal late on and probably get it. I just, with nothing to play for, West Brom have nothing to prove. So I just don't think they're going to offer much of a threat in this game. They left it late to buy in striking talent and stuff, West Brom, the season, which has hurt them. But recently, they have linked up a bit better in the final third, but I still don't think they're going to lay a glove in Liverpool this game. I think it's going to be 2 0 Liverpool, as Ronan said, just pretty standard stuff. I think this will be a pretty miserable game. I won't be watching it because Liverpool are miserable, but I think they'll, win, they'll just about win a 1 0 Liverpool win for me. Next game against Everton, a very outside chance of top four. I think they're a couple of points off Liverpool, but there's not too much to play for at this stage of the season. They're at home to Sheffield United. Good win against West Ham. They'll beat Sheffield United. It'll be 3-0. 4-0 Everton, because Everton still... Uh, they won't get top four, but they want to get into the top six and get Europa League, hopefully, if, if you're an Everton fan. so um, Also... Say every week, Sheffield are just miserable. I'm going to go 4 0 to the Mersey Blues, too. Uh, yeah, they're just going to be too strong for Sheffield, who are in the mud. And hopefully, hopefully, Ev can do something and get into the top six. We need a shake up at the top. What do you mean, hopefully, get into the top six? Stadio, anyways, this is going to be a dicking from the Ev. The Blades are getting dicked and they're losing 5 0. So pretty unanimous there. That's the end of the Premier League predictions because other than that, the games aren't great. And of course, on Saturday, we have the FA Cup final, which is a bit strange. It's before the end of the season, which never happens. But for whatever reason, it's been put to Saturday, I think at half five or something like that. Chelsea obviously playing Leicester. 
So massive game for Leicester. You know, obviously they won the Premier League in 2016, but it's not often they would be in a cup final, have a chance to get a trophy. Uh, so yeah, no, it'd be a big, big day for Leicester. And I, I sincerely hope they win a trophy. It'd be great to see Leicester win a trophy. But it's not going to happen. I mean, I watched them against United's under 12s and over 70s yesterday, and they weren't convinced at all. Uh, they got the job done, but yeah, after that performance, you know, they're 4 0 down at one stage in Newcastle. I don't have much faith, really. So um, after 90 minutes, which is the predictions just for you, if you don't know, after 90 minutes, it'll be 2 0 Chelsea. I'm going to go for 2 1 Leicester. I think, like you said, um, it's Cup final day. You never know what's going to happen. I think there's going to be fans at this. Uh, I'm not sure because uh, it was fans at the Carabao Cup final. But I, I just feel like Leicester, uh, they've had such a good season. Chelsea are probably going to be more focused on the Champions League final. Um, I just think Leicester are going to be more up for it. That's what I feel like. I just think the Chelsea players are going to be thinking, you know, FA Cup. They're not. It's it's hard to get motivated for an FA Cup final when you're when you're playing. The Champions League final, but like three weeks later. So I just think uh, it's sick. It's going to be more to Leicester, and I think they're fairly. I'm fairly confident they're going to finish top four now after beating United the other day. So I think this is this is a big one for them. Um, I don't think they don't know the last time, or if they ever have won an FA Cup. But I think the last time they played in a cup final was a League Cup final in the '90s or something. So, I'm going to stick with the 2-1 Leicester. Connell, you're a salty, mate. Thomas putting that top bins against the hair, mate. Any, you could do that on any pitch, any day, any team. So, uh, for that reason. And they've got Kletchy to save them, uh, which is massive. So, I'm going to say 1-1 in normal time, but Leicester win it in penalties or after that. So, 1-1 in normal time, yeah. Pretty, pretty boring affair to be honest with you but Chelsea get hyped up for the Champions League final hopefully go for that so yeah 1-1 I'd like to see Leicester get the win here and end the season with a bit of silverware but unfortunately I do not believe that's going to happen it'll be a 2-1 Chelsea game a Chelsea game Chelsea win can't imagine it'll be the most exciting of cup finals but I just think Tuchel has the, the boys just too well managed at the back they're not leaking goals and they're clicking better going forward as well. So, yeah, unfortunately for Brendan Rodgers' lads, they're coming away with an L in the cup final. Yeah, I mean, the best thing amongst many things about Leicester possibly winning this is the fact that they're I'm pretty certain they're going to be in their lovely burgundy away jerseys. So that jersey, it's a nice jersey. It becomes an instant classic if they can win the cup in it as well. Absolutely class. Uh, so yeah, that just about brings an end to this week's episode. It was a bit of a different episode, so we hope you uh, enjoyed the awards ceremony. And uh, yeah, come on the Fox in the Cup final. Just a reminder of our sponsor, smoothmyballs.com. If you head over to smoothmyballs.com slash Stoolers, S-T-O-O-L-E-R-S, or uh, type in code Stoolers, S-T-O-O-L-E-R-S, at uh, checkout, you'll get 15% their fantastic range of male downstairs grooming products. And I think that just about brings an end to this week's episode. So if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is, if you can leave us a review, a rating, follow us, whatever you can do on those uh, on those platforms. And we'll have uh, all our social medias linked below. So hopefully uh, you join us for next week's episode. We have a very interesting interview lined up. Uh, we're going to be doing that one tomorrow. Uh, very interesting 
uh, football agent will we'll give you that much. So uh, fantastic interview lined up for next week on the penultimate episode of the season. And thanks for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network.